Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. I, I haven't counted Jay Posner, but uh, this is probably fourth to last podcast. That's if it can keep our interest to actually do one at the start of every series uh, going forward. But I'm Kevin Ace. I'm in Seattle. The end of the last long road trip of the Padres season. Uh, Jay Posner, talk to me, Jay. What's uh, what, what's on your mind? 100 losses, Jay. Are you are you relieved to find out that the Padres aren't fretting about it? Well, I, I had kind of thought when I looked the other day, and they, they only need, what, six wins now to avoid yeah. 100? They ought to be able to win six more yeah. games. I, I just did a quick count while you were asking how many uh, of these podcasts are left, and actually there are six series remaining. Um, okay. Okay. Seattle, Texas, San Francisco, the Dodgers, San Francisco again, and Arizona on the last okay. weekend. Uh, I guess I was getting ahead of myself. I thought the last weekend might might be important. Um, with Arizona here, but the way the Diamondbacks are going, um, and you never know. But they they're yeah, they only three and a half out. But the way they're playing right yeah. now, they could be they could be done by then. The Mariners, interestingly are enough, are done. Although you know, their record started? their record is seventy nine and sixty four, um, which would put them tied with Colorado atop the NL West if they could switch divisions, but. Instead, they're buried in the. <laughs> instead, they're buried in the AOS. They're buried in the wild card race, and they're just in the wrong league, I guess, to be having a good season because you want to be in the National League, where nobody is really particularly great um, right now. I I know I did notice this is totally unrelated, but the Rockies have been a negative run differential team throughout the season, and they finally got back to to uh, to level last night with um, with their big win. So they're they're two games up in the loss column with what what do we have? Um, well, know. for the Padres, it's seventeen. Seventeen. I think they have nineteen games left. Okay. Uh, the Dodgers have eighteen games left. So it should be interesting. I mean, obviously not for the Padres, except they they are um, they will be playing Arizona as they will be uh, playing the Dodgers and and the Dodgers as well. So there are a couple weekend series that will be. Interesting, but most of the Padres games the rest of the way, with the exception of those six, are against teams who are who are out of it. Uh, you know, which obviously we know they are as well. But that doesn't mean there isn't interesting right. topics to discuss and to look at. And and one of those will be on the mound tonight at Safeco Field. Brian Mitchell, start number Brian two in, his, in the rent in the rejuvenation of Brian Mitchell. Five innings pitched, and get this. Two hits, one run. The guy was throwing strikes. The guy, here's the thing, that curveball, which uh, Andy Green talked about in spring training as if it was going to be Koufax, you know, uh, reborn here. Uh, Kershaw for our younger listeners. (laughs) Sandy (laughs) Koufax uh, of Dodgers fame. Um, It wasn't working. And Brian Mitchell, who, like, couldn't get out of, like, any inning where someone scored, they scored, it seemed like, 10 runs, right? And, and again, like I said, he allowed one run. And, and when things weren't working, he just folded, and they weren't working a lot. And yet he found a way. He's developed this, this uh, two-seam fastball, through it more than he ever has in his career. I mean, they were just, like, really positive signs. And maybe that was because the bar was so low, but it was a really good start. And then Joey Lucchese goes tomorrow, and I would tell you, Joey just pitched his fifth game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it was the best of the five. That's 
I think, a, a nice sign if you're looking for such things. Um, and, you know, as uh, the Mariners actually came into San Diego, what was that, two weeks ago, uh, contending, the Padres swept them, and it's kind of been, uh, th- that was it. So, uh, you know. There you go. There's the storylines. I'll see you later. <laughs> off into the off into the rain you go. Um, yes, thankfully there is a roof here. The longest week of my life, five days in Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, it really was incredible. And those those players were in the clubhouse. It seems like <laughs> forever. I know. But fortunately for them, on a Sunday, Jay, this was a, a little uh, shock to me. Having last time I had covered baseball, there really wasn't like fantasy football. I would even say like fantasy baseball was as popular back when I covered baseball as fantasy football. Oh my gosh, Jay, that that rain delay actually they 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 got to gave them a chance to go in and talk some more trash to each other. I mean, they are serious about their fantasy football. I I saw something on uh, Fox San Diego. One of those rain. I, I flipped on to see if the game was on, and it was a rain delay. Uh, uh, story on Austin Hedges, and he was he was popping off on this thing about being the, <laughs> like the greatest fantasy football player there was, or something uh, something along those lines. So I'm not. I think so- Austin's talking a little bit because Darren Balsley's pretty good, and I think maybe Craig. I, I might be wrong, but Craig Stammen might be the the uh, defending champ of the league. But uh, they take it seriously, and it was you know as a longtime NFL beat writer, you know, I didn't really see too many football players talking about their fantasy baseball teams. <laughs> no, but I know that the, the fantasy football, I mean, I, I remember even back when I was around the team a lot, like when Petco Park opened, so we're talking, you know, almost 15 years ago, it was always uh, it was always a big thing as it got toward this time of the year. Uh, oh, yeah. It was always the draft toward the end of August, and then once the uh, once the games started, I wasn't around as much when the game started because I was out with, with you actually covering the football, but I know that it's a big thing. And, and of course, it makes sense. I mean, there there's so much yeah. time to kill around a clubhouse and, and around the, the on planes and everything like that. And I can only imagine. Well, and then they'll the, do their their phone calls and text strings during the off season, and you know, not to get well. That was what happy, I was going to say. That's cool, right? I, I can only imagine the text strings that go on during uh, <laughs> during the off season and the trash talking that uh, that yeah. takes place b- between those guys. So it's uh, it was funny because you hadn't seen, and I'm not to get, but it was it was, it was you know, look, what else are we can talk about right now, Jay? Um, <laughs> but you you hadn't seen it's always MLB Network on in the clubhouse. Well. There were like three different games on the big screens. And then I'm telling you, six, seven different guys had uh, the, the whatever it was, Red Zone or uh, Sunday Ticket or whatever, on their iPads around the thing. It was, <laughs> it was just constant. Then they went out and won. So we can talk about that and no one can say, oh, well, they were distracted. So they went out and won because <gasps> Eric Hosmer hit a ball in the air, another one, and hit a home run for the third straight game, uh, ninth inning. Padres hold on to, to beat the Reds and split that series. So and, that was and, good. And got every got everybody out of out of town uh, finally uh, for that. But yes, yeah. Eric Hosmer, and I know that's a story that uh, uh, yeah. that you and I talked about, and I believe you're you'll be writing later today um, yes. about about Hosmer and and his uh, his his three home runs in a row. And and yes, he did have to hit the ball in the air to get it out of the ballpark. <laughs> uh, what what can you tell us about what to expect? Well, you know, I guess we'll, we'll try to answer the question of what took so long, Eric. But, uh, you know, the, the easy answer now is, look, this is the time of year to to work on such things. And I don't know that we will ever get the story because the Eric Hosmer is just not that kind of guy who delves too deep into 
what he's feeling or what he's doing. Uh, everyone has noticed that he's a really good guy, a uh, little bit of the superstar level and doesn't get deep into it. Or it might be something, you know, in the off season or in spring training, I can get him to talk about is the, the story of what happened this right. year, right? There are thoughts around the uh, clubhouse and, and uh, you know, the team that you know, there was a little bit of the pressure of being the guy, right? There wasn't a whole lot around him. Now there is. And, and honestly, his strikeouts are down. He's not chasing as much. He's hitting the ball in the air. Uh, you know, so, so maybe that's all there, but look, there's some startling statistics that, that I know that everyone who follows the team closely knows the guy's been, you know, killing gophers all year, but mm-hmm. uh, there's some startling statistics I'll share in the story. It really uh, it has been interesting and, and it really has been his worst year, though, you know, if you look at his, he's very streaky every season and he has a good season a not-so-good season, a good season, a not-so-good season. Last year was basically career-best season, and this year basically career-worst. I, it'll be obviously one of the storylines uh, for next year. Right, right. And, and of course, we know they'll, they'll be much better next year. And, and I mean, there could, <laughs> there could be – I saw the, the other day where Urias was the leadoff hitter, and I think Mejia hit second. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you could, throw, you could throw Hosmer and Myers – in there in some order in Renfro, like a three, four, mm-hmm. five. And, and, yep. and depending on who's playing what position and everything, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., if he comes up, I mean, I, all of a sudden, if you look at that and, and then you throw hedges and a shortstop in there, um, you know, maybe there's some sort of, although I'm, I'm not sure I, I got a, I got a center fielder in there anywhere, but, um, but anyway, without, there is potential at least, for this to be a halfway decent lineup going forward, uh, if and uh-huh. we've said this all along, if Hosmer and Myers produce, because it's you know, it's going to come down. I still think it's going to come down to those are the two highest paid guys in the team. Those are the two guys that need to produce the the numbers, and they need to uh, be in the middle of that lineup and putting up better numbers. That I mean, my they've done it at different times this year, but need to do it you know month after month to support what Renfro has done in these past couple months and, and what it looks like, you know, Mejia can do what it looks like Urias. I mean, I don't think Urias is, he's not going to be a great offensive player, but he should be a good one. Um, a good one that, that like, like good enough, especially with the defense. And I, I don't know if I'm saying that like strong enough to like, to be complimentary of him. He, he'll be a decent offensive player. It appears. Right. 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 That's what and it, he it is really like. solid over there. And I'm not just saying that because of what we watched there the rest of the season. <laughs> um, and, and I don't, you know, and I don't know what's going to, and as you've talked about before, and we'll get into this more later on, this will be an active off season. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know who all is going to be here at the at the start of next year and and what a lineup mm-hmm. might look like you know both offense both in the batting order and on defense so there's there's a lot but there there at least looks like there could be some potential for more offense after seeing year after year after year of this team buried uh at the you know bottom of the national league and in so many offensive categories um, and let's make it clear you're you're, you're talking about – that's exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about if there, if there is any optimism that has been built over the last couple months, it's that. It's not any sort of win-loss record or, ooh, if they finish hot. It is that. It is that – you know, you need to watch a guy for a month, maybe a little more, before you say it's not a hot streak anymore. It's, it's a sign of who he is. That's my understanding in talking to coaches and players, right? You can go on a hot streak. If you're in the major leagues, you're a good player. What Hunter Renfro has done since the end of May, that's who Hunter Renfro is. That's the evidence because you don't fake it 
for three months. That's, Correct. This is who Hunter. Now, I'm not saying this who Hunter Renfro has been since the middle of July is who Hunter Renfro is because no one is. He has the second most home runs since the middle of July. Right, um, right. But this guy who is a little bit better, who can hover around a 300 off, uh, you know, on base percentage, and who can hit 30 home runs a year and can hit 20 doubles a year, that is who Hunter Renfro appears to be. Austin Hedges. Um, this is since the end of June. People saying that he's on a hot streak. Uh, you know. Uh, this is since the end of June. Uh, I'm, I don't know that he's to that level, but Austin Hedges is clearly not the 189 hitter that we feared he was. So these are really positive signs. No, I, I would uh, I would agree, and and we've seen some positives from the pitching staff uh, as well. And I mean, the, the weird game was I guess it was Sunday, the Knicks game, where he was so good for what was it four innings? Oh my goodness! And and they're winning six to one or whatever it was, and. You know, I, I flipped over, I think it was during a commercial of the Charger game or halftime or something, and, and you know, Joey Votto gets a 3-0. I mean, that was, that was the definition of a 3-0 cookie, what Joey Votto got there. And, um, you know, and he hit it out, and all of a sudden the game was tied. It was just – and so I, I didn't see a lot of the, of the game and didn't get to see Nick's pitch really well, but he's, he's had moments where he's been – where he's been very, very good, but he also seems to have moments where everything just goes off the rails and that's quickly. It. But again, like, he's, we, you know, what did he have? I don't know, a half a dozen starts above double A or something yep. along those lines, and, and now he's in the big league. So I, 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 there's no way I'm going to judge any of these young pitchers, uh, except Brett Kennedy, based on what we've, you know, maybe what we've seen up from them this year. I mean, they've all shown that they could be potential as mm-hmm. we talked before, three, four, five starters, uh, and then you would you would count on uh, some of the younger, younger guys to, uh, and maybe one veteran that they bring in to take the there top couple spots in the rotation. But I mean, they've you know yep. the couple of uh, you know between Baez and and Morahone and and maybe Logan Allen and certainly McKenzie Gore, McKenzie Gore and Chris Paddock. I mean, those are the type of guys that. You would hope a couple of those guys would be top of the rotation mm-hmm. uh, starters here in the next, you know, two years. And I think two, next year years. you're looking at a veteran or two. I don't know what level. That's going to maybe be determined by what they do in the offseason elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. but, but they, they can't go. They know that they're going to have like eight or nine incumbents, and that would include like Cal Quantrill and Logan Allen competing. But their veteran next year, they will not be like Clayton Richard that's that's the belief is that they they would go for a veteran who's available now i don't know that it's dallas keichel i don't think it is um right. i don't know that they're all in on that level just yet but but what they do would be i believe uh that's educated opinion uh based on the rest of it what what can they do and believe me there's a lot of either ors here uh, i'm not saying they trade one or the other, but it kind of is almost like that. Either or Hedges Mejia, they'll both could be here. Either or Reyes uh, or Renfro, uh, but they'll both could be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, it, man, there's a lot of possibilities. Right. I was going to say there could be a lot of moving pieces and uh, mm-hmm. and, and certainly uh, probably just a fair share of speculation. Um, and most of it will be uninformed. Um, 
And and I I include I, I certainly include me in that in that category. Well, I include. That's why sometimes I like to throw in the caveat of educated opinion. Otherwise, I'm just talking out the backside. Right. 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 No, I I, I think uh, I, I hope that we can offer more educated opinion than uh, than some than some places. But but well, I'm certainly not going to pretend that that either one of us knows everything. Uh, right. uh, that's uh, that's going to happen, and and that's part of the that's part of the fun. Uh, is to is to sort of talk about it and guess and then react when it happens and say, oh yeah, we knew that was going to happen all along. That's what a podcast is for. It's <laughs> awesome, Jay. I, I am continually surprised lately at how much fun and, and and I believe informative conversation we can have about this team this late in the season. And today is one of those days. It's more than I thought we could squeeze out of Padres Mariners uh, in September. We, we have so, surprised uh, us. We have surprised us yet again, and uh, we will we will do this again on Friday when the the Rangers. I saw something last week that Bartolo Colon was originally down to pitch on Friday, and I got all excited because I, I was planning on going Friday, and now he's not, and so now I'm disappointed. But um, you just keep getting screwed. I mean, Mike Trout. I know, I know, and they're certainly at the same level of interest too. With, uh, with that. <laughs> well, but, you know, but anyway, it's I, I, I. It'll be fun to watch the. Uh, it, I still think it's fun to watch the, these these games, especially in person and. It'll be fun to come out and see the Rangers uh, at least once over, Kevin, over the come weekend. Come out and see Kevin. And see Kevin. I, hopefully Kevin yeah. will be there the day that I'm there. So, Well, I, I don't plan to be not be there anymore. There's a precious, precious few games left, and I know when it's done, I'm just going to be pining for spring training. So. <laughs> All right. All right well, we, will, uh, we will talk again on, on Friday and enjoy one of my favorite cities for the next couple days, and we'll, uh, we'll see you back here in another of my favorite cities this weekend. I'll talk to you later. All right.